Did you know that childhood emotional neglect shows up in two different ways as an adult? Well, welcome back. In today's video, I'm going to give you 15 signs of emotional neglect that if you experienced it in childhood, what, what, how it might be showing up in your adult life. But what you're going to realize is nearly half of those are things that you probably never even considered, that you probably thought were all healthy and normal. Most people do. And it's a very misunderstood part of childhood emotional neglect that people would think this is a sign that they didn't experience it, when in fact, it's proof that they did. So this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Remember, if you're looking for solutions in your life to any aspect of your life, I encourage you to go to my online magazine site, www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. It is filled with articles and videos, book recommendations, links to my book, links to my private online groups, my masterclasses, one-on-one coaching, anything and everything you need to help you navigate whatever it is you're struggling with. So uh, if you're looking for solutions, please, www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. Go there, make a bookmark to head over there and get the solutions that you deserve. Now let's jump into this topic and describe, you know, talk about these 15 signs. And but really before we do that, let's talk about what creates the emotional neglect. It's really straightforward. It's when a parent doesn't meet a child's attunement needs and it's either repeatedly ignored or those needs are invalidated. And a lot of people are unaware of what attunement is. The best way to describe it, see, most parents love their kids and, oh, I, what do you mean? I attune to my child. I love my child. Well, kids don't know that you love them. All right. What it requires for our child to not feel emotionally neglected is they need focused emotional attention. And so the best way I can describe it is just what's going on with you? Tell me all about your day. It's the ability for the adult to take their life stress, their relationship problems, their addiction problems, their emotional problems, everything that we as adults always struggle with, put it on the side and be completely emotionally present for our child. Well, let's face it. Most of us parent um, with many other things on our mind. We multitask. We're running our business. We're pleasing our spouse. We're feeding the dogs. We're, we do all these other things and, and our kids, we drag along with us. So it's not focused, attuned attention. attention. It is co-opted attention, is multitask attention. Well, that's part of how a child feels emotionally neglected, is they don't get that completely isolated, hey, I'm here for you. That's what creates all of this, all right? Now, it's been my life experience. I have yet to meet a single person who has not experienced emotional neglect on this planet. It is anyone who tells you they haven't isn't present in their life because it's just not possible. We're all human. We're all perfectly imperfect, every parent at times is gonna try and multitask their parenting. Well, when they do that, they are emotionally invalidating and ignoring 
their child's attunement needs. It's just a fact of life, doesn't make them a bad person, but it is reality. And therefore, all of us struggle with this. So, what are some of those characteristics that are now showing up as an adult? And remember, the second half of this is I'm going to get to the side of things you probably have never even thought of or heard of any other teachers bring up that are proof of emotional neglect. Now, the first one is we have very few childhood memories or big blank spots in our childhood. That's very... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very common of emotional trauma. We, it's a dissociative technique to protect us. And so we just blank it out. We, I, don't, I don't want to feel the pain of those moments. And so we have big blank spots. Well, again, most people I know, there have, very few people remember all of their childhood. Most people remember very little of it. That is proof of neglect and pain in childhood. Number two... They'll say, I don't know a lot. Now, people would never really think about this as a sign of neglect, but here's why it is. What that tells me is that a child, as a child, the parent did not allow the child to express or choose their morals and values, their needs and wants, their negotiables and non-negotiables. And so as an adult, they just don't know. Like they don't know. It's, and so they're hit with that childhood pain moment of, oh, oh, I'm not allowed to decide here. Only mom and dad get to set the rules and decide everything. I'm not allowed to think or feel for myself. That's mom and dad's job. And so as an adult, they don't know. That think now, think of all the people in your life who say, I don't know all the time. That's a sign of emotional neglect. It's heartbreaking, but that's how prevalent it is in society. Number three, perfectionism. Well, we all know what that looks like. That's just a fear of if I'm not perfect, I won't get love and attention and attunement. Number four, feeling blank, numb, and empty. 70% of the population doesn't feel. So that's telling you 70% of the population is detached and dissociated from the emotions of their childhood. That's why they're feeling blank, numb, and empty. Number five, low self-esteem. How in the world could we have high self-esteem when our parents were perfectly imperfect and couldn't be there for us. They couldn't attune to us because they were multitasking and doing so many different things. Again, in many cases, it doesn't mean that they didn't love us. It's just parenting is a tough job. It requires a lot. And we aren't always able to be there for our children. Well, in those moments, our children suffer wounds and their defense mechanism is to blame themselves. And do you see why a child would do that? If the child is to blame, that means they can fix it. And that's why their self-esteem is low, because they weren't able to fix it. And so they blame themselves. And so now as an adult, their self-esteem is low because they're still blaming themselves for anything and everything. What they don't recognize is really what, they may blame themselves for their career mistakes. Really what they're doing, it's a displacement. They're still blaming themselves for how they couldn't get mom and dad's attention, all right? Number six, they can't ask for their needs and wants or ask for help. Well, again, think back to childhood. They asked. It didn't go too well. They asked for help. They asked for their needs and wants. They weren't allowed 
to, well, in many cases they weren't allowed, but they weren't addressed. Because remember, most parents are multitasking. So they can't meet those needs. Like, again, it's not that parents are always bad people. It's just a huge job. We minimize how big the job of parenting is and how crucial it is that our parents be there for our children so we don't leave wounds. And so these are the wounds that are left, all right? Number seven, they can't say no or they feel guilty for saying it. These are your people pleasers, okay? Again, look at what happened in childhood. They had to put aside their needs and wants, become people pleasers, and look at how, who, as a child, who's the only person who can say no? Mom or dad. So we all get raised with the belief that saying no is wrong. I have to do whatever mom and dad says, because what happened when you tried to say no? No, mom, I'm not gonna eat that for dinner. No, mom, I'm not gonna go to my room. No, I'm not gonna play that sport. You usually got spanked. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yelled at, put in time out, you got punished. So now as an adult, you can't say no or you feel guilty for saying it and you become a people pleaser. Number eight. Relationship instability. Well, do you know anybody on this planet that has relationship stability? Now, I'm not talking about people that have been together 60 years because many of them coexist. They don't have relationship stability. They've just found a way to suffer through intolerable pain with each other. All right? But most of us have been through one or multiple marriages breaking up after, you know, six to 24 months with and it's toxic and volatile. That's just typical relationship nowadays. That's how emotionally abandoned we all have been, all right? Now that can show up. Now we're starting to switch into the piece that you haven't heard. People with a relationship instability will either fear rejection, and here's the other side of it, that people don't see and make the connection, or they can reject people easily. Most would think that that's a sign of confidence. No, that's a sign of false empowerment and detachment. They were never present in the relationship. That's why they can cut you off so quickly. They learned that maladaptive coping skill in childhood because their attunement needs weren't met. And so they've gone the powerful side. And that's what we're getting into, the false empowered side, which most people, in, especially in America, go, oh, that's the sign of success. No. These, this is what we don't recognize is what we promote as success is actually just as detrimental, just as toxic, and just as dysfunctional as the other side that we typically, you know, recognize as, you know, emotionally hurt and abandoned. And this number nine, they believe they can change a person. Think of the power in that. And this goes back to childhood. Remember, we take the blame because if I can blame myself, then I can change it. And therefore, I can get mom and dad to like me. And so now as an adult, I believe I can change you. I can make you like me, dislike me, whatever it may be. I have that much power over you. Do you realize how falsely empowered that position is? 
that means they think they're a god. Like these people who stay with men or women who are abusive and, but I know their heart. They have so much potential. They just need love. That means I've placed myself in the godlike position. I am so powerful. I can change you and fix you and heal you. That is a sign of severe emotional neglect as a child. And they've covered over it with this false power. All right. Number 10, they stay so busy they can't feel. Well, this is... Like, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a beautiful human being who's done a lot to help people, but he might be one of, well, I don't know if I should say that. I was going to say he might be the most pain of anyone, and we're all in pain, so it's not fair to throw him under the bus like that. But that man is running. And if you listen to his interviews, he'll talk about his childhood. It was brutal, absolutely brutal. And so he has 45,000 businesses never sleeps or does anything because he doesn't want to feel the pain of his childhood. He's just, you know, and that's what the entrepreneur is. You know, the self-starter, they're just running from pain, keeping themselves busy with activities, their career, all these different things. Parent, even parenting, like it can be so-called wholesome things, working out, being a attentive mother or father, but it's always to the extreme. So they can never have to feel the pain of the abandonment and the emotional neglect that's underneath it. Number 11, again, these are the falsely empowered side. They are grandiose, better than, this is the false esteem. These are those, these are the, usually the super successful athletes, super successful politicians, actors, actresses, they're way up here. And what they've done is, again, because of the emotional neglect, they've gone to the other side of it. If I go become all of this, you, will love me. They, I'll be honest with you. Part of my, you know, I recognize that part of my career and doing it publicly is based on this. It's grandiosity. It's a better than and a false esteem. Look, I'm on here telling people what to do. Like I'm some grand poobah and have the answers to everything. Like I'm so, I mean, the truth is, well, I don't I was going to say I'm full of it. That's not true. I've worked my tail off and studied a lot of things and learned a lot of things, but there is a grandiosity to what I do and a better than and a false esteem. Look, I'm sitting there talking into a camera. You're not sitting across from me and go, you're wrong, Kenny. Like, do you see? There's a protection there. Look at how I'm dealing with my <clears throat> emotional neglect. There's a wall between us and I get to sit here and say what I want. But you're not sitting across from me. Now, am I ha happy to have this conversation in person? Of course I am. But the point is, is, I have to hold myself accountable that this is one of the falsely empowering ways I deal with my emotional neglect. Anyone in a position like this, that's what they're doing, okay? Number 12, they're domineering and controlling. Now we see this as, you know, sign of success. They're a strong, the, you know, the boss bitch babe and the strong, powerful man. They're dominant, controlling. Tell people they don't take you know what off of anybody. Well, what do you think that's hiding? Remember, everything's a polar opposite. When I'm overly grandiose and strong, it's just because I'm hiding how small and insignificant and weak I feel. All right, and that holds true for me too. All right, I'm the biggest culprit of all of this. So make sure when you hear all this stuff, I'm not pointing the finger, I'm, I'm pointing the finger at me first. All right? The, the biggest way I found out about all this stuff is I had to tear down myself first and go, oh my God, that's me, okay? So don't hear me as saying, 
I don't do any of this stuff because that's just not true. All right. Number 13, they are success and achievement oriented. This is falsely, falsely empowering because that's why do you think the most successful are the most miserable? <laughs> you know, you wonder, everyone's like, you know, why do all these rich people end up taking their life and doing all these things? It's because they're feeling tremendous neglect and they're covering over it with the pursuit of outside esteem, something outside of themselves to fill the hole inside of themselves. Success is not based on achievement. It's not based on something outside of us. True success is the ability to conquer our demons and be at peace whether we have the money and the accolades or nothing. That's success. It's an internal construct. It's not external. But people who've been um, suffered emotional neglect as a child and haven't healed it, they're pursuing the external. Number 14, critical and judgmental. Well, <laughs> what I have, 700 videos that are critical and judgmental. Now, some less than others. I do my best to be kind and loving, but I am giving critiques and judgments. And people that are very critical and judgmental, again, why do you think they do it? Because they were so critiqued and judged as a child. And so they've taken the falsely empowered position of I'm in control now, I'm the boss, I'm going to tell you and everybody else, you know, what's right or wrong. Okay, so politicians and civil rights leaders, you know, they're, they're really coming, you know, people um, like myself or people that really are put, because I push an agenda. I have an agenda I'm pushing. Well, that, while there's nobility in pushing that agenda, we cannot separate ourselves from the truth that our desire to have this situation fixed is because of pain within ourselves. We are basically using society and the world to try and heal a piece of ourselves. That doesn't mean there aren't tremendous benefits to it, but you can't separate the two. Our passion for it has to do with our own pain. Like me, I'm trying to bring into reality that childhood affects everything. Well, why? Because my childhood affected everything. And everyone's like the science, first of all, the science is just clear, that's what it is. But it's my passion because it's my pain. That's the same for anyone in a falsely empowered position that's pushing an agenda. They're pushing the agenda because it's pain inside of them that they want the whole world to adopt and, and heal. It doesn't mean it doesn't have benefit, but it is about the person who's pushing the agenda. That's why they're critical and judgmental, all right? Number 15, needless and wantless. You will see this. This is the black and white, all or nothing. What do I need people to help me now? And so we think it's strong, like we're teaching women. What do you mean? You don't need a man. You can do it yourself. We taught that to men. You don't need a woman. So men treated women like dirt. Well, we're teaching women to treat men like dirt. We just keep doing, all we do is pass the football back and forth instead of healing and growing together and working on all of these dynamics in unison. And ultimately, what does that come back to? All of us have suffered emotional neglect. And we still want to deny that our childhoods were painful. And so we keep looking for ancillary topics to push and promote. So we don't have to face the core problem. All that pain and sadness that our parents were perfectly imperfect and left wounds in us. We want to do anything but that. Well, that's why I made that my mission 
because everything starts from that. We heal that, we'll have better success at all these other wonderful, great ideas and things we, I think, would be wonderful to address, but they won't achieve anything until we address the core. Okay? So, there are your, what would be called the disempowered, those were the first group of things, and the falsely empowered ways that emotional neglect shows up in our life. Now, as far as getting solutions, again, go to my website, www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. I'd encourage you to look through the self-love uh, videos, articles, the book recommendations, everything dealing with the, you know, the self-love tag to start learning. Basically what it is is learning to nurture and love yourself in the ways we parent yourself and heal the wounds that your parents weren't able to do. Also, go to the tag that's about childhood trauma. You're, we need to heal the pain that hasn't been healed. All right. If you think this will help somebody, please share. Leave me your comments. Let me know what you think. And as always, wherever you are in this process, enjoy the journey.